Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton eBikes podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Chittock, the owner of Bolton eBikes, and today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about security. There is a particular YouTube video that I have thought about filming for quite some time. If you've listened to all of the podcast episodes, you may have heard me reference or mention this on occasion, but basically one of the more common questions people ask about bicycles and e-bikes specifically is how do you keep them secure? E-bikes are great. You can go so much further. You can travel with them. You can go to the store with them. You can run errands. But if you go to the store, if you go to the local library, wherever it is, even if the, your e-bike is just parked in your driveway, how do you prevent the bike from being stolen? And unfortunately, I saw one of my customers post on our Facebook group the other day that they had their bike stolen out of a storage unit. I have seen one in the past. They had the bike stolen right off the back of their truck that was parked in their driveway just for a few minutes. So electric bikes are becoming more and more popular. People are starting to recognize them. They're starting to know what their values are. And unfortunately, that means that they are a target. So what can you do to prevent people from stealing your electric bike? Now, there's a few different things I want to cover. But back to that video that I mentioned that I really wanted to film, it wasn't just about bike security, but it was about how I secure my bike and make sure that it's guaranteed 100% to not get stolen. Now, of course, there's always exceptions because there's those crazy movies with like the spies and the bank heists and they rappel through the ceiling. And uh, obviously we can't protect against all of those, but we're not talking about those. We're talking about the real life scenarios where you go to a store, you lock up your bike outside, you come back five minutes later and your lock is on the ground, cut open, picked open, or just gone, and so is your bike. Now, I always like to tell a story from earlier at some point, if I have one, and for locks, I do have one. I have never had a bike stolen, but when I was living in Florida for a couple years, a friend had a bicycle that they had purchased from somebody else, and they had a combination lock on it. And they never used it because they bought the bike with the lock on it and they forgot what the combination was. <laughs> so they had this combination lock. It was actually wrapped around the frame, but they couldn't use it because they couldn't pull it off. And with that style of combination lock, if you have it off and unlocked, you can reset the code to something you can remember. And they were like, oh, I don't want it. I'm just going to get a different one or whatever. So I said, well, can I have the lock if I can get it off? It was a challenge for me, right? Uh, I always like a good challenge. And that was my first experience trying to purposefully undo a bicycle lock or pick a bicycle lock. And I was surprised. Now, because it was a combination lock, of course, my first thought was, oh, I can just go through every combination. I quickly realized that was going to take forever. So definitely not going to do that. Uh, but after fiddling it with it for a little while, I realized that there were some distinct clicks in certain areas, and it didn't take too long for me to figure out how the internals of that lock felt 
and I was able to get the combination, open the lock, and then I changed the code to do something different. But I was like, wow, that wasn't that hard. Like realistically, if somebody knows how to do that, in just a few minutes, they could unlock this type of bicycle lock. The, the cable was nice and sturdy and strong, and it seemed like a good lock, but the mechanism that actually held it together wasn't that great. And that was my first negative experience. <laughs> now, because of what I was doing at the time, I still used it because it's the only one I had when I needed to. But for the most part, I tried to keep the bike within sight and just don't let my eyes off of it. And thankfully, it never got stolen. My lock never got cut or picked off of that particular bike. It also helps if your bike is older and kind of ugly. So there's a pro tip for you. If you don't want to get your bike stolen, put a really ugly paint job on it and wrap some duct tape around conspicuous places so it looks like it's about to fall apart, then a thief may not be so likely to try and steal it. But you never know. So there's a few different things we need to talk about with theft. Now, obviously, there's the entire bike. That's what we want to prevent. We want to prevent somebody from stealing the entire bicycle. But there are some other components and parts and pieces that have some issues. Now, because we're talking about electric bikes, you always have a battery. Now, how well are these batteries secured to these bikes? Well, unfortunately, and I'm just going to be 100% honest with you that are listening, because that's how I do things. <laughs> uh, we tell it like it is, and then we try and improve from there. Uh, the batteries are not very secure. I'm just going to say that right up front. If your bicycle is locked securely, let's say that it's so secure that there's no way somebody could easily steal it where it's chained up or locked up, but they have access to the battery. They can touch the battery. Odds are they can get that battery off and rather quickly. Now, I have had some more experience with this. I actually had this happen just today. I had somebody bring a couple of bikes in for maintenance. The batteries weren't charging right. Uh, we needed to check the voltage. And I said, oh, do you have the keys? Well, oh, I didn't bring those. They brought the chargers, they brought the bikes, but they didn't bring the keys. And to really do a good test on these batteries, we needed to pull them off and check voltages on the pins, kind of check for corrosion, trying to do a full troubleshooting on this. And I said, oh, I looked at it real quick and I said, don't worry about it. I'm sure we can get these off. I was talking to him for a couple of minutes and Glenn, who was here working, was inside the shop and came out uh, two minutes later. and was like, yep, I got it off. It used a spring-loaded latch, which is very common on electric bikes. So basically there's a little steel or metal latch. You pop the battery in and you kind of hear a click and the battery locks in place and then you use your key to push that latch in the other direction effectively and pop the battery off. Well, when that latch is just spring-loaded in one direction, that means if there's a gap in between your frame and the battery or the battery and the mounting plate or the battery cradle, all you have to do is insert something in between and push that little latch over and you can pop the battery off. And I've done this on other brands of e-bikes I've seen, the Saunders bike, I've popped batteries off for people that had them locked in place and lost their keys. With a little bit of pressure and a flathead screwdriver, you can pop one of those off in seconds. 
uh, they are really not that secure. Probably the worst one I've seen was when the Saunders e-bikes first came out with that triangle box that they have in their frame, and they had a triangle-shaped battery. For those that remember the original bikes, they had a bottle shape, so a round battery. Um, But when they switched to the triangle-shaped battery, the battery locked in place to that case, but the latch was literally exposed. You could actually reach in there and push it with your finger and pop the battery out. So not very secure at all. I think it's one of those things where it gives you a very small peace of mind. Oh, somebody can't steal the battery because it's locked on. But if somebody's prepared or they've done it before, they're not that secure. And the reason I'm telling you this is not that you can go steal batteries. Don't steal. That's bad. The reason I'm telling you this is because you most likely are listening to this podcast because you have an e-bike and you want to protect it. So if you do lock your bike up outside somewhere, you know you're going to be gone for a little while. I would recommend taking the battery off the bike and take it in with you wherever you're going. And there's two reasons for that. One, it makes it so you can't steal the battery, (laughs) obviously, if it's not on there. And two, an electric bike that doesn't have a battery is not as tempting as one that does. So make your bike less desirable to someone who might want to steal it. And removing the battery is an easy way to do that. So you kind of take care of two things by doing that. Now, I just want to let people know that there are some other issues. And <laughs> I hate to call out a specific brand, but I, I kind of have to do it because I'm, I'm aware of a problem. I haven't seen too many t- people talk about it, but I think people should know about it that have these bikes. Now, a few months ago, I saw someone online who was looking for a replacement key for their Rad Power bike. I don't remember which model of the bike it was. It doesn't really matter because they all use the same battery now, but they were looking for a replacement key. They legitimately lost the keys to their own bike. They went to a locksmith. We're trying to figure out what key to use. And one way to do that, of course, is you can get a blank and then just see if the blank slides in. Now, the blank should not be able to open the lock, of course, because that's why the locks get cut. That's what locksmiths do is they cut the keys to match. Or if you have lost a key, they can, you know, try and make one for you. But to their surprise, the blank opened the lock. And then I don't remember if it was they had a second bike or somebody else tried it, but it turned out that a specific blank key will open every single Rad Power battery. Now, to test this, what did I do? Of course, I went and bought some of those blanks myself. Uh, because I have a lot of customers who have Rad Power bikes, I work on them often, and that would be a handy thing to have around the shop for me. If somebody brings their bike in, they forgot their key, happens all the time, perfectly understandable. You don't think about it when you're dropping your bike off for service. But if I need to remove that battery, I don't have to worry about if they brought the key in because I have a blank and I know it will open it. I had a Rad Power bike here at the time, grabbed the blank, tried it, sure enough, opened it right up. Not a problem whatsoever. Now, on the plus side, if you have more than one Rad Power bike, uh, hey, you don't need to carry multiple keys. You just get the right blank and it'll open all of them. Now, I thought, okay, well, this happens on this one bike. Is it a problem with other brands? And I had maybe 20 to 30 different e-bikes in the shop when I first tried this with the blank key on the Rad Power bike. So what I did 
is I took that key and every other key I could find in the shop and I tested every single lock on every style of battery that I had available or in my possession. And it did not work on a single one. No matter what bike brand I tried, no matter what battery I tried, they would only open with the key that the bike came with. Now there's some other little quirky things you can do to try and get things open, but basically if I use the key that the bike came with, it'd work. If I used anything else, including a blank, it would not work. But so far, every Rad Power bike I've tested it on, that blank key opens every single one. And I think that's a major security problem because that makes it super easy. So if you have one of those bikes, just be aware that the battery is not very secure. <laughs> it obviously wasn't designed to be because that's a, a very serious flaw in how that lock functions. And I'm not saying it's the only bike company or battery that has that problem. I would not be surprised if there are others. And uh, that's something I'm going to keep checking. And now that I think about it, maybe that's something I should keep in mind when we do bike reviews is security. You know, how secure is that battery to theft? And uh, I'm looking at one of the Quali Sports folding bikes that uh, I sell right in front of me. Uh, and that battery doesn't even have a key. <laughs> the battery is integrated into the seat post. You can literally just undo a quick release and pull it right out. Uh, so there are some that are maybe even a step worse than that as far as security goes. On the plus side, it doesn't look like a battery because it's hidden in the seat post. So somebody might not think to steal it unless they knew what it was. But to sum all of this up on the battery topic, I just want you to know that batteries are not terribly secure. I think it's best that people just are know that, they're aware of it, and then they keep them in a safe place. And that's the best thing that you can do to prevent from someone from taking it in the first place. Now, there are a few other things on a bicycle that people have asked me about. Uh, one is the LCD screen, because it's right there on the handlebars. Sometimes they look fancy. I haven't really heard of any cases where people are stealing the screens. I think the batteries or the entire bike are the things people are looking for, and the screen just doesn't hold that much value. So even though they're usually just put on there with a single screw and could be easily removed and unplugged, at this point, I haven't seen that be a problem. And I personally wouldn't worry too much about it. The motor, if you've got a rear hub motor, it's bolted on. Thankfully, that means somebody would have to be carrying a tool to undo it and pull it off. If you've got quick release wheels and you've got a mid-drive bike, definitely be more cognizant of what type of lock you're using. Make sure that you have a cable lock that can go through both wheels and through the frame and lock everything together if you're going to leave the bike unattended. Once again, if you're leaving the bike unattended, basically what you want to do is slow people down. So let's say you have five bikes lined up. The first bike has a very flimsy little lock. Uh, the second bike has no lock. The third bike has what looks like a very substantial U-lock. Uh, basically, you go down, down the line, and, and then the last bike has a big cable lock and a U-lock. Which bike are you going to steal as a bike thief? Well, first, you're going to take the one without the lock at all, right? It's the easiest. Now, if that one's already gone, you're going to go for the next easiest one. Oh, there's one with a super flimsy lock. I can pop that off there take that bike. Now, this is a sad way to look at things in the world, in my opinion. But if your bike is locked up better than the next guy's bike it's going to be the least likely to be stolen. 
Now, if everybody locked their bike up securely, then maybe we would just discourage thieves altogether and they would just stop. But unfortunately, there's a lot of bike theft and I want you to know kind of what's going through the minds of these people that are stealing these things. Now, like I said, multiple locks make it as difficult as possible. And then if you want to go a step further, I've seen some people put on stickers. Sometimes they're not even real, but they'll put like a GPS theft device sticker or something like that on their bike. And it's just another step to discourage people because they think, oh, there's a GPS device on this bike. I don't want to steal it because they'll probably find it or find me. And that's not a bad thing to do because there are GPS devices that you can buy that hide in the, the handlebars or the seat post and things like that. So if you really want to get more extreme with it, that's another option and a direction you can go. You can install a tracking device on your bicycle. Sometimes you need to have a SIM card and a data plan in a device like that. So it might cost $5 a month or something to know where it is. Uh, but it's certainly an option. Now, the next thing you could go kind of along that route, but is probably one of the better things to do if you really are concerned about it, is theft insurance of some sort. There are companies that specifically sell insurance for electric bikes and cover theft. So if your bike gets stolen, basically they'll pay for a new one. And for 100 or 100 some bucks a year, that might be something that makes you feel more comfortable and not have to worry about your bike being out and about all the time. And it really depends on the area you're in. Here in Grass Valley, where I live, I know a local guy who's been riding his electric bike for years. He parks it in front of the store, walks in the store, walks out, has never had a single problem. I know other cities where you go outside, uh, ride your bike somewhere, and if you leave it for five minutes, it's going to be gone, even if it was locked up with multiple locks. So part of this depends on the area you live in, and I hope that uh, you live in a place that's nice and you don't have to worry as much. But if that was the case everywhere, I wouldn't be recording this episode. What is the best type of lock for an e-bike? Is it the cable lock? Is it the U-lock? Now, I already mentioned once a combination of those kind of as a theft deterrent, make it more difficult is the best thing. Because in my opinion, none of them are good enough. And I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Right before I started recording this episode, I went on YouTube. There's a guy called The Lock Picking Lawyer, and he has a great channel. All he does is pick locks. And I looked for bicycle locks specifically and watched, you know, 10 or so different clips. And each video was maybe two or three minutes long. And that's all the time. Actually, it wasn't all the time. Probably two out of those three minutes, he spent explaining the brand of the lock, what type of lock it has, uh, those types of things. And then the last 30 seconds or so, he would pick the lock and open it up. And it was just amazing how easily he could get them open. It's really eye-opening if you have not seen that done. I recommend if you lock your bike up in public, go watch some of those so you think differently about how you're locking your bike up. One of the things I've always said is, oh, well, a U-lock is harder to cut through, generally. Cable lock, they have to have some bolt cutters or something. Uh, depends on the type of lock it has. A U-lock uh, sometimes is easier to pick. But I found one of the videos he had on there that I hadn't seen before. He had a hydraulic cutter and this tool that he used, basically he could slice right through a very large fat U-lock, just cut right through it. The thing is, if a thief is prepared and they have the right tools, they can get your bike. 
Unfortunately, no matter how well it's locked up, if someone is prepared, they could steal it. So if you absolutely have to lock up your bike unattended, get a couple of locks, put a GPS sticker on it, maybe even put a real GPS tracking device on it if you want to. But I would recommend looking into one of those insurance type coverage things. Uh, There might be something like uh, homeowner's insurance that covers a theft of your bicycle. Always call them and ask if they cover it. Sometimes they do. But I would recommend going that direction so that you just have peace of mind unless you're not concerned about it. And if it gets stolen, you just are going to buy another bike anyway. Maybe that's the way you feel about it. I don't know. Now, aside from that, I did say towards the beginning of this podcast, I had a way to 100%, unless there's a cat burglar down the road and they're just really good at what they do, 100% prevent your bike from being stolen while out in public. I have gone to the grocery store many, many times without a bicycle lock. (gasps) That's right. No lock whatsoever. I typically do not carry one, even though I've got a custom fat bike that I built with a thousand watt mid-drive motor and good hydraulic brakes and all of that. I don't carry a lock with it. I go to the grocery store, I do my shopping, and I never worry about my bike being stolen. So how do I do it? Well, the answer is simple. I do not leave the bike out of my sight. Now, let me explain this. This might sound a little bit weird to some of you, but I will actually take my bike, hop off. Don't ride your bike through the doors to the grocery store. I think that would be very rude. But I will grab the stem with my right hand, typically, and I will walk my bike through the store. So the bike's right at my right-hand side, my hand's on it, and I literally just walk the bike through the store right next to me. It's no bigger than a shopping cart. It doesn't take up any more room than a shopping cart. And with the way things are today, you're supposed to bring your own bag into the store, right? (laughs) So if you have a bag on the back or saddle bags, you've got your grocery bags, your reusable bags attached to your bike, you can walk through the store load up your two-wheeled cart that you just brought in with you and get your shopping done. Go through the checkout aisle. I prefer the self-checkout when doing this, if available. But I've even gone through just the regular checkout aisles and I'm done. I don't worry about it. I'm not concerned about anybody stealing my bike. And as a plus, all my stuff is already loaded up on my bike and ready to go when I check out. So there's my suggestion. I know it can be a little bit weird, and you might feel uncomfortable the first time you do it, but after once or twice, you're going to realize, oh, actually, nobody minds. I've never had anybody say anything, and I would be surprised if anyone does. Now, what I really, really, really wanted to do for a YouTube video was show you this in action. I've wanted to do this for such a long time. Unfortunately, with the way things are right now, I have not been to the grocery store in... uh, I don't even remember. Weeks. It's been weeks. And I don't plan on going to the grocery store for anything. We like to keep well stocked up. So unfortunately, I am not going to film the video at this point in time. I don't think that's the uh, smart or safe thing to do. But in the future, hopefully things will calm down and I'll get back to that and I'll get a chance to show you guys what that actually looks like. But super simple. Just walk your bike through the store, load up your bags and uh, check out as usual then uh, just ride home. Don't worry about it. So I hope 
those tips help. Uh, they may not help as much as you were hoping for, but I think they'll be enlightening. If there is a bicycle lock or some type of locking mechanism that comes out that is just super impervious to theft and just seems impossible to defeat, then I would be happy to review it and let you know. Now, because I don't know of anything, but I do have people asking me for locks and wanting to buy them, I have decided to start carrying a bicycle lock. Now, I used to not carry one because I always said, well, I don't use one. Why should I carry one? But I realized that doesn't work for everybody. There are sometimes certain situations where you do want to lock your bike up for extra security. So because of that, if you do go to my website, boltonebikes.com, in the near future, you are going to see a lock available. Or if you buy a bike, we'll try to make that a clear option so you can see that it's there. Now, I have done some research on this specific lock. I went to the lock picking lawyer's videos to see if he had cut open a similar one. Uh, and I did find a similar lock. I found the tool type that he used to pop it open. And the exact method he used looks like it wouldn't work on this one, or at least it would be more difficult. So I kind of did some research to try and figure out, okay, is this going to be harder than some of the other ones I've seen? Is it decent quality? It's a decent quality lock. Uh, I've seen a similar one selling online for less than $100, but not too far from it. Uh, and basically, we're just going to come in at a slightly more affordable price for the same thing. So it's going to be a good one. It's not going to be impossible to pick or impossible to cut because I don't think such a thing exists at this point in time. Uh, but just be aware that, yes, we will have a lock option for those that want it. But keep in mind all of those other things I talked about. Uh, now, this one I am talking about, it's not a U-lock and it's not a cable lock. It's one that has these flat metal plates that are have these special rivets to hold them together. Uh, and so it kind of unfolds in a way. And so you can kind of wrap it around things like your wheel and your frame. Uh, it gives you a little more flexibility than a U-lock, which with fat tire bikes, they don't always fit that well. So that's why I think this is a better way to go. Uh, and then I like the way that it folds up very compact and it has a, a mount that goes on the bike. And the reason I mention these things is because if you have a big, heavy, hard to use, unwieldy lock, are you going to actually take it with you or use it? Probably not. So I think the best type of lock you can take is one that's equally secure and equally easy to use and easy to carry on your bike. Because if it's not easy to use, you're not going to use it. So this one I think is going to be a good compromise between weight, uh, usability, and security. And I've got one that does match one of my bikes. So maybe going forward, I will start carrying it just for the rare occasion when I feel like, hmm, maybe I will leave the bike outside and watch from the corner of the grocery store with my GoPro rolling. I don't know. <laughs> maybe for a future video, we'll, we'll try some fun stuff like that. But uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I do appreciate you listening. And I will see you again soon, or perhaps you will hear me again soon. I don't know, one of those things. Thank you so much for listening to the Bolton eBikes podcast. If you want to know about new episodes, make sure to sign up on our email list at ebikepodcast.com. Once again, that's ebikepodcast.com. Try to make that nice and easy to remember. Now, if you are looking for an electric bike, of course, you can always go to my website, boltonebikes.com. 
check out new bikes, and don't forget to check out the Bolton eBikes YouTube channel as well. We post videos every single week, every Thursday, and of course these podcast episodes come out every Tuesday. So once again, thank you for listening. If you've been here for a while, don't forget to leave me a lovely five-star review. I do read every single one. <laughs>